This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, roasted in the gold country of California. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 102 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, Homeschooling the Struggling Learner. Mm -hmm. And this is another good one. It came in from one of our listeners, Kenj. Yes. And I love these questions because I feel like we are getting to some topics that people really want to hear about. Yeah. And this one is, again, great recording. We'll hear it in just a minute. But hey, uh, we have been back from Indiana for a week. Do you feel like your feet are underneath you yet? I don't know. Oh, we're still selling a house. Well, we're that I was still... just saying, I don't know, because what happened when we were in Indiana? What did you experience, Fletch, in Indiana? Oh, there was a, we mentioned this on the last podcast. There was a, there was a tornado. I know. I so I guess I'm thinking it, my feet back under, underneath me in California means we're sitting here waiting for earthquakes or something. Cause that's yeah. what people ask us all the time. And like, I know if you've been listening to us for the last few years, you know that we have been talking about dry weather in California, but this year has been sopping wet. Yes, and y'all need to come out and see. It's beautiful right now. Everything's green and lovely. So we're recording this uh, live on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. And uh, we are super um, thrilled with, like I said, the rain. And then we have some quiet time. We have just like two little boys home right now. I know, but talk fast. Yeah, because it's going to descend upon us. <laughs> You're outside on bikes. And, you know, thanks to our, our Patreon supporters, uh, our patrons over there that have been supporting us, you've allowed for us to uh, uh, pay for babysitters so that we can record quiet. However, today we did not have any babysitters that we could pay. So right before we went on the microphone, I had to go out and yell at Mighty Joe, who was, for some reason, on his bike, headed down the street with a huge, a huge Peppa Pig balloon attached to his backpack. He took his Peppa Pig balloon out yes, there? Yes. You, you know where this is going to end. Uh, yes. There should be screaming here any second when that balloon takes off. <laughs> so it was his eighth birthday on Cinco de Mayo. Yes. And we had a big celebration. And so we've done that. We had a, we had a trip over to the Bay Area. I had some surgery. I should sound clearer on the recording today. I know. They took this thing out of your sinuses. Yeah. A large, large yeah. tumor growth in my sinus that, thank God, was not cancer. Yep. Uh, that would have been a different experience for all of us here on the microphone, but glad to see that gone. Hey, I want to do a couple shout-outs before we get started. The first is to our drivers when we were in Indiana, Sean and Amy Canaday. I, I guess they're listeners. Yes. Hello from California. And tornado to chasers. Yeah. Thank you so much for helping us survive. And then also to our shepherds. We did this last week, but we'll do it again. Uh, that is to uh, Jeremiah and... Amanda Alexander. Awesome. And we had to say that. They do. But we had to say it because um, we, we just had to mention everybody that was helpful to us. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And then um, lastly, I want to do a shout out to John Wilkerson. If you've been a listener to this podcast for a while, you know John has used his voice often to send congratulations, to do commercials, to do... In between bits. Well, John has been podcasting over at the Wired Homeschool for over six years, and he just announced last week 
he's going to take a break. But the way he announced it <laughs> sounded like it might be a permanent break. Oh, and no. Yeah, I just wanted to take a quick moment. If you haven't listened to the Wired Homeschool podcast, you need to. You need to head over and give a listen to that. I mean, it's it's all archived. You can go back and listen to the very first episode. But we just want to take a moment and just thank John for all the support. You know, he was the go-to guy when we started this podcast. He gave uh, me suggestions on equipment, and he was just super positive. He's always been super positive. And as John maybe takes a long break, we hope he comes back. But if, if that is the break of all breaks and he i talked to him personally and he said he had some other projects going yeah, on hope they're hope they're exciting yeah we just want to say john well done you know you killed it in the wired homeschool podcast we hope you come back we hope you continue to talk to us about how to keep our homeschools wired um but thanks so much for what you did for christian homeschooling and podcasting and encouraging christian homeschool families well done and you know what have a great break we'll see you back soon Fletch, it's fun to look back on our time in Indiana last weekend. We had a great time there, um, but we have some things ahead this summer, and so I think it's time to get into our episode, and we can talk about that next week. Yeah, this is going to be a really quick episode as well. We're, yeah. we're keeping this one purposefully short, so uh, let's get started with that. This episode of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, as I said, is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee. Today I am drinking, listen to this one, Ken. Yes. This is a Sumatran coffee from the Mankujara estate. And uh, Sumatran's, uh, Sumatran coffee is very earthy, but this one you would like, if you like coffee, because there's tones <laughs> of dark Chocolate. chocolate, yes. Oh, okay, if the dark chocolate overrode the coffee, I yep. would love it. <laughs> right. So, hey, thanks, Caroline's Coffee, for sponsoring us. If you want to try some great coffee, head on over to carolinescoffee.com. Uh, tell them Fletch and Kendra sent you. And the best way they can do that is by doing what, Kench? Yeah, take that code we give you every week. It's H-I-R-L, and you will get 10% off your order. Homeschooling in real life. We'll just say that every once in a while. Yeah, use the code H-I-R-L, 10% off everything you order. Thanks, Caroline's, for sponsoring us, and thank you for sponsoring Caroline's. All right, we're back, and let's go ahead and play this clip. This is from a listener named Jade, mm -hmm. and she wrote in uh, a question for us, and then I said, like I always say, could you call it in? So she sent in her request, and let's play it right now. Hi, this is Jade Bressler. I'm from Southern Missouri. My question is, when you are teaching multiple children at different levels... How do you deal with a struggling learner who needs more attention? I feel this question is applicable to many situations. My specific situation is with my 13-year-old son who needs my help to focus and understand content, but I need him to become more independent at times so I can help younger children. Fletch, that's a great question. And Jade, thank you so much for calling in and asking that because I do think you're correct. I think there are a lot of people who are struggling, teaching struggling learners. But I think that's also broader in the sense that we're, we all are kind of trying to figure out how to make the day run. So unless you are homeschooling an only child and you can have the freedom to school when you need to and you know you don't have to juggle different kids and different grades, um, it, it come, becomes a question of some management. So we'll talk about that too in our answer. Yeah, and I just want to, before we jump into this, I want to take a quick break and say thank you listeners 
for sending in questions. You know, I'm looking at our whiteboard right now, Kendra. We are booked up for the next few months yeah, on episodes. And a lot of these have come from listeners. And then we got some fun ones at the convention last week. So, yeah. all right. Well, you and I had a little discussion. Homeschooling struggling learners. And mm-hmm. Jade, we want to answer this. You know, the thing is, we have not had the struggling learner that that she just described. Right. Well, and we don't have, we don't have learning disabilities other than our little brain damaged guy. We have, however, had some kids struggle in subjects and, and we, I have an answer for that. Yeah. So, but as I'm getting there though, Kenj, we were, was, we were talking about this ahead of time. We, we kind of laid this out one, two, three, but Jade, there are some things we're going to answer today that are not related to you or to your question. So we are going to take some liberties and expand your question a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it may be beyond what you asked, but just because it triggered in us the desire to talk about this. So sure. we, we talked about three things, Kendra, for the parents that are dealing with a struggling learner. And the first one, which we agreed to, was get help. Yeah, absolutely. And we say this so often on this podcast. If you go back and listen to past episodes, I am a huge huge proponent of getting help, whatever that looks like, because the role that you're taking on as a homeschooler is so much broader than a homemaking mom who sends her kids to school every day, (laughs) you know, like our parents, right? Exactly. We always talk about those. And that's not a slight, that's just a reality. You know, you're adding now teacher, principal, curriculum specialist, um, (laughs) there's all day long custodial issues, janitorial, lunch lady. I mean, it just, it goes on and on. And so this you know this idea of getting help it is not a point of failure and i don't care if your neighbor is homeschooling 23 children and they all have learning disabilities <laughs> and she's juggling it beautifully it doesn't matter you are looking at your year and saying i don't know how to give this 13 year old the time that he needs um to help him concentrate and do his stuff so I need to solve this for me. So let's solve this for you. And remember that you're solving this for you. Getting help isn't a failure thing. Getting yeah. help may just be what what helps you both to grow and survive and thrive in this homeschool environment. You know, one of the things people have told us that they love about homeschooling in real life is that we're not fearful of wading into tricky topics. Mm-hmm. So can I say something here that might be a little tricky? Of course. All right. So <laughs> I have been wanting to talk about this pride over and over again. And this takes me back to Indiana when a lot of people walked up to us and said, what is homeschooling in real life? Yeah. And I shared with you something this morning that I want to insert here just to remind our listeners what we're talking about. When we talk about homeschooling in real life is a podcast that talks about real issues. This came from our call to worship today. And it's um, from the book of Isaiah. And it says this, I will give you as a covenant for the people. This is God speaking to Israel. And he says that you would be a light for the nations to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. And I said, this is why I do homeschooling in real life, is that there's this aspect of people that are stuck. Mm -hmm. Now, I get really spiritual on this first point of the answer to Jade's question. But my point is this. Some people, and not Jade, again, we're leaving you, Jade. I'm moving on to the homeschool parents, mom, dad who might be so prideful that they're unwilling to ask for help. She didn't say this in her question, but there is a mom probably listening right now. And we've met a lot of homeschooling parents over the year that are so prideful, they're not willing to get any help. Now, we'll circle back to this at the end, but Kenj, right on. I love that suggestion. And I'm and I love the fact that when I asked you this earlier, you said, um, at Homeschooling in Real Life, we're known for telling people, ask for help. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. 
and you don't have to be stuck in this situation. So is there more to this? Well, you know, that, that can go in all kinds of directions. And so I would say that can be as simple as getting somebody to watch your littler ones or entertain your littler ones or do something with them that gives you an hour or two in the afternoon with that older kid. So that's one very simple. Might involve um, some money. It might involve some money, but it might also be a mother's helper um, for a season or something like that. The other would be to flip it around and say, I need to get help for that 13-year-old, somebody who can sit with him and give him that oh, concentrated that's time. that's not you? It's okay. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't see, have to be you. That's the thing about getting help. Like, mm-hmm. and don't be stuck in this pride right. that you can't actually say, I need some help. Yeah. We have an, a wonderful... Um, a retired teacher in our church who loves to come and bail me out every once in a while. She's done it a couple <laughs> times this year. Yeah. And I think it just kind of uh, scratches her itch, you know, after retiring for all those years yeah. and she gets to do the little teaching thing and she's loved doing some fun school stuff with the kiddos. And I walk out the door very happily. Do you know what else, Kendra? Hmm. What do our kiddos think? Oh, they adore her. They go nuts. Yeah. Is oh, she coming? Mrs. Is, Baker's coming tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Baker's coming tomorrow. <laughs> so, right. you know, Hey, Proud mama. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think you think you're the only one that can do this. And I know a lot of homeschoolers think this. Yeah. But we've actually seen the blessing of this. You're blessing oh, yeah. this woman. And our kids are like, somebody knew. I'm going to pay better attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then at church, they run up to her and give her big hugs. Oh, and, it's you know, great. it's yeah. a relationship that's developed. So don't think you're the only one who can teach your kids. Other ways to get help, Fletch, might be hiring a tutor for a particular subject. So if it's just one subject your child is struggling with, you know, find that person that you could have, you know, pay $10 an hour to, a junior high or a high schooler, somebody who's just maybe a step ahead in that subject can turn around and and tutor your child for a couple of hours a week. Um, Again, that's a budgetary item and it's sometimes it's hard to figure out how to do that, which leads me to the next thing under this little thing of getting help. And that is... It is okay to avail ourselves of those services provided by our tax dollars. You know where I'm getting at, right? Sure. I, I said that in a very backdoor way. We here at Homeschooling in Real Life don't believe that you absolutely can't do anything with the government. So let me ask you this question. If you if your husband or your wife is a is a veteran and they get medical services from the VA, do you turn and walk away from it because it's government related? You know, think long and hard about that because there are services provided by your tax dollars that could be just the ticket for the help you need. Yeah, but that loops back to the fear issue that if i use the public school system suddenly i'm giving i'm giving yeah. the school system my kids name and social security right, number and they know everything about and them and they're on record and all the of mark that of the beast. your god is bigger than that yeah, your so. god is bigger than that there's also wisdom involved in that i i was just talking to a school nurse recently a retired school nurse who said you know you don't have to tell them everything you're doing with your child. I mean, if if your child is doesn't eat meat, don't tell them. Who cares? They don't need to know that. You know, let <laughs> there's just like be wise about the things mm-hmm. you're you're going to share with them. And so, okay, so be wise. But it's okay to take speech therapy resources, you know, from the school district if your income can't provide that privately. It's okay. Um, and I realize we're going to lose listeners over that. That's fine. Um, I don't see where we take our, you know, our government's help and the tax dollars we pay in in other areas, but in this one, boy howdy, we just can't avail ourselves of that help. Yeah, some families are going to need the freedom to do that. So if you're not that family that believes you can do it, could you give grace to the family that does? Yeah, that's that's fair and equitable. Mm-hmm. Do we have anything else under the get help tag today? Um, well. 
no, because we're gonna we're gonna head <laughs> over a couple yeah. other little topics that I think will. All right. Cover. So our second answer to this, not just get help, but is get creative. Yeah. And Kendra, you have, you and I have done this. Yes. Well, you know, Fletch, um, we, we are adding babies every other year and, and work stress for you. There were years that you were in charge of math and those kids brought math to you at the end of the day and years where that just never was going to happen because, you know, yeah, right? you couldn't do it. Um, you were running a business. Uh, same for me in the homeschool. There were years that all of our homeschooling was done after lunch. And the reason why is because I had multiple nappers. And those multiple nappers were busy toddlers or busy preschoolers. And and I didn't want to set them in front of a television. And so I said, okay, morning's going to look different. It's going to be a little more group-oriented, things like that. And then we hit the books when those little ones went down for a nap. And I think with a child who's 13 and needs that one-on-one time, being creative means maybe figuring out how to structure your day so that you can give that 13-year-old your time. Do you remember when our oldest uh, two sons were high school age and they did that um, Veritas Press omnibus curriculum that required a lot of teacher, like Socratic method, you know, teacher-student question-answer discussion. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, how in the world do I do that when I've got all these other kids? Well, how we did that was at dinner time, and it was about once a week, I think, you know, and we had the questions right there out of the book, and you and I would just pick up this discussion with the high school around the, right dinner, at table. the dinner table. It wasn't between normal school hours, but that's okay. And then your friend Lisa, who's uh, been a longtime friend, yeah, and a great homeschool mom, yeah, she used to get her kids up, you know, before the rooster crowed, oh, and she would do all the hard stuff with the big kids, yeah. Before breakfast. I tell this story every, almost every time I speak, depending on what I'm speaking on, because I want people to see that you have complete freedom to make something work for your family. And that's exactly what she did. She said, I want to be done with all the really you know, concentrated schoolwork with the older kids by the time the little ones wake up. So it was 4.30 in the morning that she was getting up. That's crazy. And getting kids crazy up. Crazy good. Yeah. Well, and she, <laughs> well, my so time. you would love yeah. it. Exactly. And so, you know, and usually when I tell that story, people groan, you know, in mass, but there are people that say, you know, that actually would work for us. Now, conversely, she was going to bed at like eight, 9 PM every night. Cause she was doing that early morning thing. I was up till one in the morning and I didn't start school until after lunch with my kids. And she thought it was like absolute torture that I was still in the schoolroom at four or 5 PM. Yeah. You know? And so, but if that's what worked for me, that's what worked for her. It was creative. It was individual that's, you know, do that. Jade, you didn't ask this as well. So I'm going off your script for a minute, but we did have some teenage boys that struggled to pay attention to mom. So we (laughs) sent them to work with dad to get schoolwork done. Yeah. And they worked in a back office at my office. Yeah. And I show no mercy. Four kids <laughs> sit down, you know, get I your schoolwork done. In every twenty minutes, yeah. and say, "Are you done yet? Yeah, you know, are you finished yet? You've had all this time. It's been a quiet room. Yeah. You're answering to dad again. That was a creative solution we did for you know short spans of times when people needed to have adjustments. Yeah, and it, and it didn't, and it wasn't a struggling learner. I'm saying I'm yeah. leaving Jade's question and saying mm-hmm. this. For the mom who might go, well, I have a teenage boy who's not listening or get, getting his work done. We yeah. had that. We had that. Absolutely. And there are some fantastic live online courses now that we didn't have, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But live online in the moment classes, teachers right there. You can virtually raise your hand. The teacher will address your question to you. So you cool. Know, that, yeah, so cool. So fantastic. And that's creative. That is super creative. Absolutely. Now, our third and final answer, Jade is really the first one, 
okay, but we wanted I asked Kendra if we could put it at the end, mm-hmm. and that's go to God. Yeah. And what did, what were you saying here right before we got started, Kendra? Well, what I've noticed in all these years of parenting and homeschooling is that God is really faithful with the minutiae. So, you know, I think sometimes we think we're, we're praying these big, vague prayers or like, you know, health, peace, mercy, whatever. But I've had times, Fletch, where I'm walking down the hall toward two squabbling siblings or some situation that I do not know how to handle. And I am literally, literally walking down the hall praying, God, I have no idea how to address this. I, I have no words. I'm, I'm upset. I don't know. I don't even know how to discipline a kid for this. You need to give me wisdom. And by the time I hit that room, God's given me some. I thought you were going to say, by the time I hit that kid, no. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, no. I just by beat the time this you hit that out. Room, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the time I hit the room, I've got some great thought in my head that was not from me. And I go, oh, that's right. Or I simply look at the kids and say, I have no idea how to handle this. You're going to give mom some time. But for now, you're going to sit here, you know, yeah. or whatever. My point is that you can say the same thing with the situation with your 13-year-old. God, I don't know how practically to handle this. You've got to help me out here. You've got to show me where, where this can be solved. If you're calling me to homeschool this kid, I need you to fill in the blanks. So he is a God in the practical. And one of the first two ways you can ask for God to help you is, uh, God, where should I go for help? And how can I be creative? You know, those first two answers we gave. Mm-hmm. And again, we I wanted this to be the number one thing. This should be the first thing. This yeah. is not like, oh, when all else fails, go right. to God. No, no. Um, go to God first. But I wanted to go to that that help and creativity thing first, just for discussion's sake. Um, so that's what we have. That is pretty much what we have. But I do want to go off script one more time. Okay. Jade didn't ask this. She's not struggling with this. <laughs> but it's that idea that I have a struggling learner, and so I am ashamed. Uh, this The front side of that is pride, and the second side of that is fear. Mm-hmm. You know, when we, we talk about I'm not producing the results that my watching parents, that my watching peers, that the you know the public school system is watching me do this, and I have this struggling learner, and I am a mom, mm-hmm. and I can't do. Th- I obviously can't do this well. Mm-hmm. I suck. I'm horrible at it, and I am ashamed of this struggling learner. Again, yeah, not asked. But what do we say to that mama? Well, that mama needs to remember who she is and what he's done for her. And remember that if your calling is to do this very hard thing, he is able, he's equipping you. He is more than enough and your identity is there at the cross and not in how well you produce in your homeschool. So thank you so much, uh, Jade, for asking this question. Thanks for letting us go off script and kind of expand it a little more. And uh, Homeschooling in Real Life audience, we hope that just by answering this one quickly, it was something that uh, just gave you some, uh, maybe some ear candy on this, <laughs> this issue. Um, let's remember to come alongside each other if we have a struggling learner. Yes. Uh, over and over again, um, yes. we're going to encourage that. We want to bring freedom to homeschoolers. Yeah. If your four-year-old is reading chapter books, but your neighbor's 10-year-old is not, that's not a failure. Not at all. So let's not hold those standards up anymore. Yeah. Yep. All right, so that wraps up our discussion on homeschooling the struggling learner. We have some great shows coming up in the next few weeks. Do you mind if I just list through them? Go for it. So next week is episode 103, and it's Loving the Unlovable. Now, we talked about this being both the unlovable kid, having a 
child that's hard mm-hmm. to love, mm-hmm. but also the co-homeschooler that's in the co-op with you. That's the unlovable homeschool family. We've kind of touched on this before, but we're going to jump right back into both of these discussions. And I think it's going to be a tough discussion. You know, how do you love the unlovable? And maybe you are the unlovable. Ooh, Ooh maybe yeah. maybe I am. Yeah. And I, I think at certain times in my life, I probably very much <laughs> am the one nobody wants to love. So yeah, we'll, we're going to go there. Now, we are going to follow up with an episode on uh, what if the mom is the breadwinner and the dad is the homeschooling teacher. Yeah. So we have some great dads that we're interviewing. Those are set to take place in the next few weeks. And then following that, we are going to do an episode on Kendra's favorite topic that apparently I know nothing about. It's called <laughs> Circle Time. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to be talking about that. So some great shows coming up. You know what allows us to do great shows is our patrons. So we have a shout out. To our newest patron, Doug, thank you for sponsoring the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. And for all of you, we are a third of our way to our first goal. And if you don't know um, what that means, that means we will no longer need to have commercial sponsors. It'll just be our patrons that are sponsoring our show and that are really feeding us good discussions. If you're a patron, you get a bunch of behind-the-scene footage of what's going on here at Homeschooling in Real Life. Head on over to patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL, and you can learn all about what it means to be a patron for as little as a quarter per episode. Uh, But of course, we'd love if you'd chip a little bit more into our podcasting hat as we sit on the side of the street and podcast our hearts out. And you know how to reach us, we hope. We're at facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL, or you can tweet to us at homeschool IRL. You can find Fletch on Instagram at The Mango Times. And you can find me there too, Kendra Kendra E. E. Fletcher. Okay, thanks for listening to our show this week. And again, shout out to John Wilkerson. Uh, Head on over to thewiredhomeschool.com. Check him out. And we would love to hear more opinions on homeschooling the struggling learner. Thanks for being the best listeners in the world of podcasting. Thanks for listening. This is Jade Bressler. You have been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them on iTunes.